When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Crypto Bros. I'm your host, Jason Madison. As always, joined by my co-hosts, Mike McGoy, Chris Epps, and Crypto Bay J back again in this thing. How y'all feeling today? What's up? Pretty calm. Pretty chill day. This has been a nice Thursday. How about you guys? I'm happy to be here. Happy to be back. Yeah, Welcome. you're on a world tour, weren't you? For a uh, domestic tour. <laughs> yes, domestic tour. I hit up Consensus, then I made it over to uh, NFT NYC, then I went to DeFi Philly, and now I'm back, okay? Back on the west side. DeFi, DeFi Philly. Philly. I, yeah, I, I didn't know. hear about that. Was, I know, I didn't hear about it too. Do you brought that up too? Oh yeah, um, it's a it's a new event. It was the first year that they had it. Um, apparently, Philly has like a really large Ethereum community. They're like ride or die, and so a lot of those people came out for this one day event. It was at this place called French Arts, um, and you know I thought there was like a main stage. It was only two stages, um, and the little workshop stage was popping because that's where I learned about Uniwales, which is a DeFi tool that gives you all the goodies, um, if, if all the things that are happening on chain, they put it right in the Telegram group. So you can just get updated immediately um, with what is going on, what these whales are doing in the DeFi space. Mm. Um, so that was like a big little, a clutch, clutch little gym that i that that i took away from that conference but it was like really great networking a lot of dope people yeah those things are good for finding all the new stuff to snipe and then you know dump on uh, or you know get in early right are there new are there new things to snipe nowadays it seems like (laughs) i haven't heard a lot of white euro (laughs) you can can snipe (laughs) the euro Euro, and you can scoop some euro up and then flip that maybe uh, (laughs) actually maybe not you should probably short that shit shout out to the euro and the dollar the dollar's getting stronger guys somehow (laughs) uh, inflation has reached 9.1 percent or that's the the lie number they gave us that's and, the the meme of the last freaking four days, where she's a nine point one for sure. That's right, that's right. that's why I learned what the inflation percentage went up to, <laughs> literally right. from that meme. I was like, yeah. why does it keep talking about inflation? That I, I read like some other article like hours later. I was like, oh, that explains it. Yeah, I, I bumped into someone who was telling me that like this ain't nothing. Like food prices are going to triple, and like you need to start storing your your dry goods. So I mean, you know how crypto people can be they can be a bit dramatic yeah. but you, we shall see if this is what will come to pass right that sounds kind of like how you know my clients are the, the preppers right who are mm-hmm. store your rice grain store your food pellets in an <laughs> underground bunker right and so you know i i 
I don't foresee it getting that bad. I would love to see it to get that bad in a weird way. Um, it would be nice for my industry. But, uh, <laughs> death. Oh yeah, but that you know that would be a. a, a... What is your industry? I sell. I'm in precious metals. Oh, so okay. Gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Um, not so much palladium over the last two years, but gold, silver, and platinum at this point now. And so, yeah, our clients, you know, whenever there's blood in the water or, you know, people at extremely high fearfulness, um, they move back into the safe haven asset, which is precious metals. And then something else that Skills mentioned, actually, that I wanted to kind of touch on also was, yeah, especially, you know, at with inflation still raging at 9.1%, as they say, using their CPI index, we're still the tallest midget. Right. So imagine what everyone else's inflationary numbers look like. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing that they say across the EU is 8.6. That was the last number I saw reported. But I mean, again, this is just the number they're telling people. Um, we've we've had a lot of shakeups governmentally in uh, in London with Boris and his cohort stepping down. Um okay. So, yeah, it's a lot of things going on. We're sending more money to Ukraine. Um, again, I don't want to make this <laughs> political bros, but. No, it's political. I was going to say that in the beginning <laughs> of the pod. I was like, welcome to political bros. I can feel it coming on. I'm looking at stuff on my Twitter feed about Trump 2024 and COVID BA5. BA yeah, BA5. Yeah, BA I think that's yeah. the COVID that I got because I, I still have a cough from my COVID yeah. that I got over a month ago. Um yeah, I mean, that's that designer COVID. You got it. <laughs> exactly, oh, yeah, exactly. Right. It's that designer fifty COVID. COVID. <laughs> it's that drip, that long drip. Isn't it all just like, never mind. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But uh, no, I, I mean, I saw a thread uh, earlier today that was talking about inflation and you know basically everybody blaming um, the economy on the inflation and not blaming it on COVID anymore um but this is all a direct result of covid you know like the inflation came because people were out of work the you know the government felt like they had to print money unnecessarily or necessarily when the stock market crashed they built out wall street then they gave us a stimulus and gave the states the stimulus so they printed all this money and then now we are seeing the uh financial impact of that um, but it's all due to the pandemic. They wouldn't have they would not have printed that money. The stock market would not have crashed. None of these things would have happened, at least at that moment. Yeah, it, it exacerbated it. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I was about to say. It definitely pushed it. Like it was happening. I think all this, like I think probably we'd be in the, the COVID crash now if right. there was no COVID or whatever, that little crash that happened in April. Like it's it was gonna happen. It's just yeah, it was supercharged because of COVID. Right. And, I looked and, the other day and saw a chart, actually, and we're at pre-COVID levels on the Dow as we speak, actually. Yeah. Um, which means Bitcoin's that up. Bitcoin's all up. that stimulus that got pumped into the, the stock market directly through, uh, you know, well, loans or even like, them printing money that then we then go stood in line for Louis Vuitton. Right. So right. Uh, all that money that was printed is now out of the market again. Yeah. Yeah. No, all the rich people have pocketed that money. <laughs> so all seven of them. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. Is there a meter? Is there a way to like a block explorer for U.S. dollars where we can see that? Right. If only the the M1 report. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Right. It's called the M1 report. And so, you know, I actually have an article that we've been sending out to our prospective clients and clients alike. Uh, basically stating out, this is from MarketWatch. They're asking this very simple question. Hey, if we're supposed to be combating inflation, we being the Fed, then why are they still printing money? Because they literally were still printing money up until like last week. Right. I was As about we're to, to quote unquote combat inflation. I heard, I heard someone talking about, or my friend, you know, that I like that guy Arthur Hayes always bring up. Yeah. He's talking about they're about to start printing more. Right. He's usually on the money. How was, doesn't our government create inflation? How are they combating inflation? I'm kind of confused. By more inflation. Right. And didn't they set the inflation? Yeah, yeah. this is exactly. Yeah, yeah, this is this is, this is all self-engineered. They, yeah, okay. it's, yeah, it's a psychosomatic exactly. uh, in the system. It's yeah, we gotta pump them up, and then we gotta pay that back, and rob Peter to pay Paul to pay Mike. And then, you know, and then they and then they use us as like a subsidy or they use us as like a buffer, but they just keep making the money up themselves. Right. And, and then, then they raise the rates themselves. And so in the end, they always have money. They always have the money to pay more, but we won't. It's a perfect plan. It's a perfect disaster. Yeah. And then also then we now know how it ends every time, which is uh, let's just go to war. We don't have any money. Yeah, and then we somehow end up bombing some type of round people, and then somehow the stock for Boeing goes through the roof. Right. Yeah. Well, every everybody has to get their turn, right? And and war is a part of that natural cycle of all of the huge industries getting their turn. So, um, yeah, that's part of them funding this Ukraine thing because it's eventually going to turn into whatever the war is that we're fighting. I don't know. I want my airdrop. <laughs> I, I supported, I'm supporting fighting communism and I want my airdrop, please. And thank you. All right. Oh, you bought one of their NFTs. Uh, no, no, I just sent money to that address. Um, <laughs> you know that address they're posting? The, um, the national Twitter. Uh, I sent money to that. A bunch of us did. A bunch of my friends sent money to that address. Uh, for, you know, to help Ukraine. And hopefully get airdrop. All right. Pretty sad. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw somebody tweet about, uh, you know, good luck to all the people who um, got airdrops who were trying to avoid paying taxes. Their, air, you know, and your airdrops are now worth a fraction of what they were, um, and all that jazz. Uh, yeah, the, the tax situation with people who were making money hand over fist on crypto is it's not great yeah yeah especially if you're at a loss i mean you can do um you can get some help with some of that i believe if you cite your losses right but right yeah that that's what i'm gonna say if, if you're in losses actually i mean all you have to do is show losses right right and basically you know it, it could lower your taxable what is that your taxable consequence or your tax liability Right. Yeah, tax liability for sure. Um, so, speak- that or you got to license your NFTs 
to Old Navy and make a board ape yacht club t-shirt and get right. your money back. Which so I'm spe- looking at right now. So speaking of losses, um, one of the biggest stories this week is Celsius going bankrupt. Um, I guess SBF didn't feel like bailing them out. Uh, so it's a. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they have a what was it? A 1.5 billion dollar uh, hole in their balance sheet is the the way I believe I saw it written. Um, do any of you guys involve yourself with Celsius, the token, the any of what they were they had going? Nacho keys, nacho cheese, bro. Right. As the great Bitcoin Zay <laughs> loves to espouse. Um, are you what what was that laugh about? That, that? means no. That means no. <laughs> I'm not messing with Celsius. Um, but I think like them over a legend all those people i don't know who what their team looks like actually i probably should pull it up but all those people and y'all all of y'all signed up on them over leveraging like this like like madmen this is this is ridiculous to me this yeah. is kind of it's kind of crazy yeah i feel the i feel the same where it's like once you find out that you you know well one if you don't know what you're investing into then you kind of got to come in but then also, if you're investing in over leveraged plays, then you kind of also kind of got what's coming to you as well. So I'm right there with you on that one. It's like insurance has reinsurance, right? The insurance people that insure the insurance. So like you couldn't all these smart crypto crunching number of people and you didn't think about all the scenarios, situations, like statisticians. It's just quite interesting to me. I, I don't know. Number go up. Basically, don't <laughs> try to leverage your life savings. And that's, I feel like all but, of but, these- but But here's the, here's the twist, Chris, is that it wasn't their life savings. It was other, it was people, other people's, people's life, life savings. savings. No, I know. So. I know. Because this is what I've learned. The business model is their business model. So however they're making money or whatever they're doing to make or selling to you is what they're going to be probably doing. I think it took me a minute to learn that. But in most DeFi, most DeFi protocols, they have to sell the coins to make money or whoever has to sell coins to make money or whoever has to loan to make their money because they made a loaning software. So the only way they're going to make money is loaning. And I think like it's hard to imagine that stuff happening. And now hopefully this hindsight makes it obvious for the next cycle of DeFi, like stuff, DeFi stuff like this comes back. But I, uh, when I think about it now, it feels, of course, obvious. Celsius and whoever else are all over leveraging. And then what are they actually holding? Like they, they're just using our money just like the banks do. It's all the same scam. This is what I said like a year ago when I realized about DeFi stuff and a lot of coins are Ponzi's or you got to sell them to make money. Is a... Is, it's the same system that we're messing with. I always tell people this too. That like we, we have to recreate the system that works kind of to make our new system kind of integrate and work. And that's basically taking bonds and taking loans on people's houses and bankrupting people in the same shit. Yeah. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit, uh, 
it's, it's, it makes me sad to like have like to be someone who promoted DeFi stuff, but also I think it's just a lesson learned. Like if how they make money is how they're going to make money off you or how you're making money is how they make money off of YouTube. You. I, I read the letter that they sent out to everyone and it was like, yeah, we had to freeze your accounts because uh, we think it might be better off. Uh, basically, we didn't want some people to cash out their money and not other people. So it was just fair for everyone to just go broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just going to keep all of it. You know, it wouldn't be fair to just give it to some of you guys. Because it was going to be a race of whoever could pull their uh, money out first. first kind of right. Yeah. That's, that's some hilarious logic. I love the fact that DeFi, you know, even though it's supposed to mean decentralized finance, well, at least I think it does, or it is, it really is DeFi, meaning degenerate finance. Like, and It is. <laughs> and it's just so funny that, that that's the name of it because it's so representative of what mm-hmm. happens and chris it's funny that you say lesson learned i don't think the lesson is going to be learned this isn't the first cycle of crypto or i mean finance for that matter there are always going to be people who have access to capital who are bad actors who are um you know have big personalities who are have- i don't know what they're doing or who do but don't care you know it's like the that's the thing is it's not like a lot of these people seem very ignorant they just don't give a fuck and it's like like, you know i think we're obsessed with the lotto like people are just obsessed with the lotto like winning big and um, it's like something we just can't resist at all like we just gotta throw we just gotta you know throw some dice at the craps tables we can't we can't not do it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's a, it, it can't just be an American thing. It's Celsius a, even like, I don't even know where it's based or what most of the people that work there were based out of, but. Um, no, it's not I, just an American thing. I mean, yeah. uh, gambling and all of this is uh, they have more gambling mm-hmm. in Europe than they do in America. Yeah. Um, Asia and they have more gambling in Asia than they do in Europe. <laughs> right exactly so you know this is they not this is not a, a solely american ideal this is a human thing this is dope this is dopamine this is mm-hmm. you know people trying to feed that that beast um that unquenchable thirst so i think it's always you know like they say there's a sucker born every minute this is just gonna be part of the process of people getting involved in finance there's always gonna be a bernie madoff there's always gonna be a Zushu is always going to be a uh, Richard Hart for that matter. You know, there's going to be these characters, um, good and bad and, and in between um, whenever, you know, you get billions and trillions of dollars floating out there. Um, and, and let the record state that Bernie Madoff was profitable for his clients right. for over 13 straight years. Yeah. yeah. 13 straight years of profitability. Yeah. I mean, he just couldn't keep it going for <laughs> to the 14th. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I guess right? 14th was the one that broke him. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but but to me, that's oh, the yeah. irrational, you know, exuberance where like we're really believing that someone is going to be profitable at anything for 13, 14 straight years. Right. And actually what happened, what we all know, the same thing that we're seeing in DeFi, which everyone was a genius until then the tide came out. 
Right. When the tide washed out, you then saw everyone basically who was butt naked or who right. didn't have shorts on or, you know, who yeah. had put their their, their clients at, at serious risk. Yep. And so it's the same thing that we're seeing now. It's really n- nothing no different. Um, the thing that kind of concerns me, but also at the same time gives me some type of hope is that DeFi is going to have some type of regulation in America here very shortly. Right. Right. And that can be a really good thing and also, you know, kind of a shittier thing. But I really can't see it being that bad of a thing, ultimately. Well, it seems like they're the large companies. There's, you know, Nike is still doing stuff with the with a metaverse type of, you know, uh, site or something. They're, you know, contributing millions of dollars to building out this Web3 or uh, VR type of platform. Um Disney is getting involved with Matic. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Remember my Matic call last week? I'm just saying I was I still got it. He still, still got, got it. it out here. I heard Matic is up. Yeah, Matic yeah. is up. Matic is, Matic is to... up. I think there's going to be the, the you know, the next big boy. Matic, Matic has always been the play. I've been a fan of Matic for a long time. And I one of my greatest trades and worst trades at the same time was I, I traded Matic. And uh, it went up like, I don't know, 15 cents. And I got out the trade and I think it ended up going up like 60 cents that day or like something crazy. Like it went from like 40 to 54. And I thought I was the shit. I made like a few grand and I was like, oh, yeah. And then like literally the rest of that day, it just kept mooning. (laughs) And I was like, oh, man, that. That wasn't the best trade, but anyway, yeah, exactly. And you know, you gotta be happy for what you get. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta make your goal and get, get out, get the fuck out, or you will beat yourself up. I've tried to do that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm still beating myself up about it. Be happy with your (laughs) game and let it go. Yeah, learn how to let go. Don't look back, Jason. It's tough. No, I'm not looking back. Um, But yeah, I agree with you, Chris Matic. I think it's a 69 cents um, right now. Uh, right so that's one of the you know p- crypto people's favorite number um <laughs> all t- i think the all-time high was somewhere around 283 um so yeah i mean if we can go to five dollars ten dollars jesus uh, eventually Christ. here we not, go not, i'm just saying now that disney is involved i'm not saying today i'm not saying <laughs> yeah. i'm not saying next year i'm but just saying yeah you know you see it I'm, I'm interested to know what a Disney accelerator can do for something like Matic. What do you, what are your thoughts on what they can actually do for them? Well, I think it's going to be mostly a licensing thing. I mean, the NF, they can have NFTs that kids want to have or use or people want to have and use, I guess, for Disneyland. They get to do a bunch of stuff for shows and having assets for shows that are kind of fun or, you know, collecting Marvel stuff. There's like a bunch of different that's what, things that take it. That's where I see. And and so my Marvel big, yeah, NFTs. that's been my big um, kind of like advertising sell or just not even a sell, just what I, the conversations I have with people in, in my industry, in the film industry, you know, people ask me about NFTs, crypto and so on and so forth. And oh like what is it used for what is all of this and i definitely see the marvel aspect of the same way we had trading cards you know 
they're going to have all these versions of their favorite Marvel characters as NFTs. Um, every time a new movie comes out, they can release, we you know, an NFT for that movie. Get yeah. Gated for that movie. Yeah. Uh, just, every yeah. ticket, every movie ticket they sell could be an NFT, you know, mm-hmm. that that could possibly contain a special uh, Luke Skywalker or Thor or whatever. Like, you know, they're going to continue making these uh, these films into oblivion. So why not add new forms of merchandise that kids can access and play with and interact with? And yeah. I think NFTs is the best way for kids who are addicted to tablets to come and shut out the womb. So, and, and I think also like the technology in Polygon itself, like the on-ramping on and off to Polygon has been, it's become pretty easy. So like getting your cash money on there through crypto.com or Coinbase has become pretty fluid in the last few months and polygons pretty much ethereum just faster and lighter and has a bunch of different apps on it so it's pretty uh, interchangeable compared to all this other stuff that we've heard about for like the last few years that's supposed to bring nfts more to the mainstream so it does make sense and every week they have a new development of something that would make sense if you're going to make nfts for on a mass scale uh that could scale to like hundreds of thousands of people per collection. It would be off of Polygon. I just, uh, personally, I still don't see where it needs to be on there, but I'm, I, I know sooner or later it should be. I had, it's just figuring out what the, also like, yeah, the people want money back because of what they think NFTs are, what they think NFTs are supposed to do. Like they think you're supposed to get money off. It's supposed to be a return. I think the other thing is we talked about this with music. It's are people willing to give up money on one side or the other, or the the speculation of earning money or getting something in return, and that's either on the creator side or the the buyer side. I think so that's Dis- still the only thing for most of this media stuff. But I think like, Disney has so much to offer in terms yeah. of incentives for yeah. Purchase, if you get in the past purchase- into Disneyland, yeah, so- any. I mean, they can, again, they can literally offer anything because they have all of the IP that you could ever ask for. So, you know, they can make a one-on-one Mickey Mouse NFT if they wanted to and sell it for a billion dollars. But I'm just saying, I don't think they're even going to go that route. They're more democratizing their process. And I think the form of NFTs is going to continue to change. And like you saying, Chris, like, they just want a platform that's fast, that, you know, has a proper infrastructure that they can keep up with whatever's going on, you know, as it's changing. That's that's kind of what I think. Yeah, I agree. I was- Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. 
You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. I was... When I think accelerator, I'm thinking, you know, you're a small business and this business is going to come and mentor you and give you the ropes on how to run a business and how to grow your business. Um, so my my first thought is, uh, wasn't it, didn't go in the, the same directions that you guys went to. It was just more like, um, so is this now going to be less of a crypto uh uh direction like the ethos mm. and the culture of crypto and more of like a corporate um right. uh, mindset of of for the company so um you know that's kind of like where i went with it yeah i think everything that goes under the disney umbrella gets disneyfied you know so i don't think they're going to maintain the the defi ideology um, that they started with, I think they're going to, you know, they got like the media, the media chain. It feels like almost. Yeah, they're gonna, yeah, one of their tentacles. <laughs> yeah, basically. it does feel like that. And then they could use some rebranding. Disney rebranding Polygon would be perfect because Polygon is boring. When I look at, it, I'm, I'm talking about aesthetic. Yeah, some of that shit matters. Like Ethereum has a really cool aesthetic to it, just in the symbol, and it's kind of minimal, minimalist, but it's you know kind of ethereal uh, that's corny uh, <laughs> but yeah polygon could use some cool rebranding too from disney that i never thought about it like that on the business side so uh, i about. think we're giving disney a lot or, yeah i think we're giving disney a lot of credit here <laughs> <laughs> yeah right I they think are we're giving they? them a lot of credit and, and what i mean by that is yes i from what you guys you know the, the points you guys make are incredible yes they can do all those things Right. But anyone that's ever worked for a large corporation knows very well all the things that we can do are not necessarily the things that we will do. Right. Because just off of size alone, mm -hmm. off of just mere size alone, that great idea that the guy in the middle room has, it, it takes 15 meetings for that great idea to get to the head person who can actually make a decision on it. Right. And those 15 minutes can take a year and a half to four years, which which makes the acquisition that much. Or I don't know if it's an acquisition. I don't know the exact. They're in their accelerator program. OK, but that makes that all the more impressive or interesting, uh, not or and interesting um, because those 15 meetings had to happen, especially with a crypto company for them to get integrated at any you know, level. scale, yeah, level with, with Disney. So 
um i feel you mike like it might just be something where it's like we have all these hopes and dreams for what they could do and what they might be and it might not end up meshing the, the way that we we're thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like a 99 percent chance that it happens just like that <laughs> right <laughs> no right? you're right yeah you're right but again you know it's, it's always great to, to play fantasy football yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um speaking of fantasies uh one of uh a lot of people's fantasies got crushed recently we kind of t- we've been talking about this pretty much every week i think i don't want to say we could wrap it up now but we've had another <laughs> development elon musk and the twitter uh agreement or non-agreement <laughs> the this, <laughs> the dissolving it as press that's my thought he used all of that as press and i'm starting to think that he is a mastermind publicist right uh happening you know that that, yeah because um i don't think he was really gonna buy twitter now so right what about him getting roasted by donald trump sorry (laughs) did y'all see that let me know what happened you didn't see that no oh my god so that was great so how here's many, a, how <laughs> many subsidies have we given you yeah. so your whole portfolio is subsidized <laughs> hey he he got in that ass and it's crazy because i don't fuck with trump in, in a lot of ways in most ways you know i'm definitely n- not a uh follow you know whatever i don't have to elaborate preface it preface it preface it, of course of <laughs> yeah. course yes because course. i want to let i want to let people know like i try to come i try to come to things with an objective mindset and i've always always thought that donald trump was a hilarious person always you know what i'm saying he's the funniest fuck and i and he did a lot of funny shit as president and i would have found it even funnier if he wasn't actually the president you know right. Uh, so I've, I've never like, I can never divorce myself from love and entertainment and comedy. You know what I'm saying? And he's, and there, and here's the thing, this is what makes their, their relationship so great to me is because we all know the person who tries hard to be funny, which is Elon. And we all have the friend who's just naturally hilarious, which is Donald Trump. They don't need to know it. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) And so Elon, he tries so hard mm. to be funny. And it's like, bro, you're not really funny. Like you, you just do a lot. Like, you know what I'm saying? Your memes don't be hidden like that. Like we just, we just follow you. Cause you're the richest man in the world, bro. Like, we yeah, I just wanted you. to figure out what I should buy. And <laughs> yeah. Like we're fucking with you on that basis and don't get it fucked up. It's, we don't think that you're cool. Like, you can't come hang out like but <laughs> we, you know, give us some alpha and we rolling, you know, like Trump. He's the opposite. Like people just fuck with him. They don't care if the niggas really not a billionaire or what he's doing or what the fuck he's talking about. Is he fucking up the country? Is he going to ruin democracy? People don't care. They're like, I, I fuck with him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And so, like, it's funny to then see those two personalities and, like, basically Elon has been trying to kiss up to him recently. And Trump was just basically like, no, nah, I don't really fuck with you like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was this on Twitter? Where, where yeah, oh, yeah, this was on Twitter. So, yeah, oh. he's, he, he um, let me see if I can send, uh, send you the tweet or I'll send it to Chris. He can send it to you. Um, 
Yeah, basically he told uh, what Mike was saying. He was like, yeah, you, you know, all your cheese comes from government subsidies. Like you, you acted like uh, he said you flying the rockets to nowhere. Um, he said he said he basically he came and asked him for whatever it is, you know, one of his carbon emission subsidies or whatever. And he said, basically, I should have made you beg for it. And if I did, you would have got on your knees and begged me. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. God. <laughs> and see, to me, you know, that, that's kind of where it gets a little wonky because it's like, OK, yeah, he was there begging you for carbon emissions to make himself. 50 more billion dollars right right all you care about is him asking you for something you don't know that, that something is mm-hmm. and so that's just that's like a, a perfect you know prime trump example of like oh let me talk shit about you asking me for something yeah bro you're the president of the united states <laughs> yeah. yeah what the fuck yeah you know what i mean but then also the point that was kind of strange for me and that whole tr- twitter deal falling apart is there was no one that could salvage that deal. Yeah, like ultimately, Avon? we're talking about 30 to 40% worth of bots, which was the discrepancy. A 30 yeah. to 40%. So, okay, well, if then there's 30 to 40% less user uh, activity, then I'm going to give you 30 to 40% less cheese. Right. No, and, and I agree because he thinks he has thirty to forty percent more impact than he actually has. But I don't, but uh, but I'm his tweets and, and fans are bots. But I'm with but I'm with Jay on this that I think this was a market employee. This was this seems like a diversion from the news that he was that he knew was coming out about him impregnating one of his exact <laughs> yeah one building of his, the Mars uh, team for you know, the Mars twenty forty fucking troops basically right Right. because he said after he announced that he was going to buy twitter initially that oh you know all this stuff about the far left and watch for these uh attacks that are going to come after me you know these stories that are going to come which was he he was right about (laughs) yes i mean technically he was right but these were self-engineered stories that he could have mitigated you know through his own doing but he he chose to go the route that he did um and it seems like he was using the twitter deal to obfuscate his indiscretions <laughs> um that would be the most expensive diversion ever li- literally ever right but but to a man who who doesn't care about money whose money like have you heard him talk about money before he doesn't even want to spend it. He it cares just, about yeah. money, bro. He, he knows that he not that he doesn't care. He uses it to, to it achieve to achieve a means. It's a tool, as it should be. Right. Right. And so for someone who's all about achieving means, he's not going to sacrifice a fifth of his liquid income just because on a whim. Well, the, well, the, well, the other theory is that he did this in order to have an excuse to sell a lot of Tesla stock. Uh, knowing that the market was in a downturn, so I'm I'm just I'm I'm not saying this is a fact. I'm just telling you these are the theories. Yeah. Every time he's in the news cycle, some older woman who wants to get into stocks 
is like that Tesla guy, that Elon, it reminds her that she needs more Tesla stock. So I, (laughs) I think that, you know, like as long as you can redominate the news cycle and bring your name up and have people chit and chatting about who you are, what you do and your company. And, you know, I think it's a win for him. Yeah, I feel you. I just would say in any other example where someone was buying something, I would agree with that. But he just so happens to be making the most expensive purchase in the history of American fucking finances. So I think that was more about what he believed in, which was whatever he believes in. Right. Okay. so let me let me he's doing that. Yeah, I'm trying to say I don't think he did that because of something that he does not believe in. But the question is, why would. Why would somebody not move off- forward? Yeah, offer to buy Twitter for forty-four billion. It's the question that you just posed, Mike. Why would he offer to buy it for forty-four billion dollars and then say, "Okay, well, you have X amount of bots. I'll give you fifteen or whatever the hell." He was never going to buy it, bro. Right? Exactly. So that, See, that, that but that's where we disagree. That's where I, I feel like that's a very simple answer. Okay. If I if I'm coming in here to buy this business, whatever this business is, whatever this business is, let's use your business, right? You're in mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming in here to buy this film studio. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm buying this film studio based off of the metrics that are put in front of me. Right? Mm-hmm. How many tickets sold? How much revenue brought in? Right. Right. I'm basing it my purchase all off of those uh those metrics. Mm-hmm. And then when I find out, just do an independent third party audit that the metrics that you gave me were off by 30 to 40%. Yeah. For one, no deal off top deals off, Mm -hmm. right? The deal as composed is off. Right. So we got to at least lower this purchase price by 30 to 40. And I might charge you an extra 10% for trying to fuck me. So by 50%. Right. And they're not going to go for that. Right. The one rich, the guy who was, you know, whatever, Bill Saharian, whatever, the, the one of the larger Twitter holders was trying to get 300 billion out the gate. Right. So this isn't going to happen because he's not going to accept 15. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, but also in your uh, analogy, you are also the person who shows up to all my movies first who's you know what i'm saying champion yeah. you're 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 uh you're doing I'm the, because you, I'm a fan. You're, you're doing the four-year consideration campaign yeah. <laughs> making sure my actors you know what i'm saying like he's the first person the last person on twitter bro like he's yes. it's not like he's not obsessed with the platform so it's just it's just an interesting uh saga you Skills. know i like your movies that's why i show up right, right. I'm right. a faithful shower upper because I like what you put out. Right. I like it so much to where it's like, damn, over the last couple of years here, I've seen your movies kind of moving a little sideways. So, you know what? Let me just buy this actually and restore its greatness. Right. Okay. Well, the things that I'm trying to buy this thing based off of are off. By well, part- 30, the only reason why you bring your people in is to verify these numbers that you gave me. Right. But again, I had it- to pay for that. But, Think about but that. I had to pay somebody else to come in here and tell me, hey, these numbers that they gave you, bro, were 30 to 40 percent off. Right. But again, bro, if I'm if I'm the best businessman this earth has ever seen. And, he's not, though. He, he's, right. never planned, 
He's never claimed to be that, though. He just okay. has the most money right now. Right. So if I'm somebody who does great business and knows what I'm doing, why would you offer $44 billion for something that you are unsure of the, the uh, validity of the product? Simple answer. It's what companies do all the time. They pull a number out of their ass. <laughs> Knowing what they did. Knowing I that, he, yeah, that's what he was doing. He's just like, I'm gonna say a number, right? It's close to a meme where it was 42, right? Yeah, so 420. That's close to a meme, yeah, 420. Yeah. Like, like it's not, he doesn't fucking think, I don't think he cares about any of that shit. I don't even think the person he paid, I don't even think that's a real research about the bots that he got to really get the, the, the correct number. I think it's all fugazi, I think it's as fake as his hair. That's uh. Yeah, so I, I so, think he's winning right now because we're still talking about him. Right. So let me read you. Hey. Let me read you Donald Trump's. Uh, I want to call it a tweet, but his post from Truth Social because he's, oh my god, what the fuck <laughs> is Truth Social? That's his uh social oh, media. Part. Yeah. So um, he still got hot tweets. So he said when Elon Musk came to the White House asking me for help on all of his many subsidized projects, whether it's electric cars that don't drive long enough, driverless cars that crash or rocket ships to nowhere, without which subsidies he'd be worthless, and telling me how he was a big Trump fan and Republican, I could have said, drop to your knees and beg, and he would have done it. Oh, my God, Donald Trump Ether. is so much. Ether. He was, like, boy. drunk in power. I read no lies. God. He's a I read boy. no lies here. <laughs> so just, yeah, yeah. So that's that was that. Um, it's going to be fun in 2024 when he's back. That crash. <laughs> yeah, Man. this is what I'm looking forward to. Actually, this will be fun. We'll have some fun, some really fun, depressing stuff to cry and laugh about. Oh yeah, no, the end of exactly. democracy is going to be hilarious, guys. Don't don't you. <laughs> Is that because we're going into a utopian society where we can't do like violence or like bad stuff? Is that why that's going to be an end of democracy? What did I sure. miss? Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, who knows what's going to rise from the ashes? <laughs> I'm, I am uncertain. Um, the future is ahead of us. Uh, I just want to point out, I like how I went to the truthsocial.com. Mm-hmm. site yes. and their sample image is getting close to the end of, of a two-year pandemic and not concerns over rising inflation and interest rates it's like the sample image for the app yeah. on the first front page yeah oh, that's great i mean i've been saying this for a while to you guys but the number one concern to my clients for the last year and a half has been dollar devaluation which on mm-hmm. the other side of that is a different term for inflation that's it right and everyone with, with eyes can see, well, damn, we're printing all this money. This has to come back somehow. Right. And how is this going to come back? And now we're starting to see it. And so, man, like they think that they're going to tame it by raising, they're going to raise rates another, there's a possibility of a hundred point ba- or hundred basis point jump. Mm-hmm. So a whole percent on top of where we already are this month alone. Right. Bro, we're going to see the continuance of real estate slam on its fucking brakes. There was an article that I sent out to my team actually this morning where it was to give a, a specific, there's like a 29% increase in mortgage cancellations. Mm-hmm. Why were those? 
because interest rates rose. So the house that I was barely getting into in mid-city Los Angeles, that was going to cost me a million dollars to get into. Mm. That's me putting down fucking like 40 grand, right? I'm still paying, uh, it was going to be 4,100 a month. That now is $6,400 for that same house. Right. Same mortgage. So the money costs more. And that's before this next increase. That's about to be next week. So it's going to really continue to slow the market down. There's also a lot of builders that are stopping. Um, they're stopping their developments right now because they can't afford to continue. Right. And so where that number is at right now is ridiculous as well. Being headed by Texas, also Northern California, believe it or not, has had a significant amount of building and, and developments. But again, they are now getting slammed on the brakes because no one has any money or the cost to do business is substantially higher right now for them. This is, I mean, we're young, but there's a lot of people who are not young (laughs) out here. They knew that this would happen. Like, I'm not understanding what are these economists and planners of the Gov- of governments and fiscal spending like they already knew this i'm just i'm just kind of confused as to why do they get paid then because someone found out that through booming and then also busting we can make a lot of money on both sides of that right so we literally have a boom bust economy where we want to blow it yeah, up we just arm, pops. arm everything right and so we blow it up until it pops when it pops we then put it back together but we pay, we get paid for putting it back together and also for blowing it up. Yep. Like it's, Sam Bakeman Fried. That's literally what Sam Bakeman Fried does. That's the FBF uh, playbook, baby. SBF. Liquidate flood everybody. And then dry it out. And then, oh, you guys need more water? And then you flood it again. And then, like, oh, well, you got to pay us now to get the water out because it's flooding. And then I'm going to liquidate you on both sides. Yeah. Short and long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and that's the thing is that we love leverage. Everybody loves leverage. And people love to borrow against more than what they have. Um, everybody's tied into loans. I mean, whether or not you're levered or not, everybody has a mortgage or the, you know, car loans and all that. So or all credit. credit, Jesus, yeah. Right. So, and that's the thing that, but that's what, what we're discussing, right? Because no one is buying these houses in, in full, right? Not really. Just, I mean, investment companies are, but we're talking about mortgages. These are people that can't afford this. Like, literally, that's what the mortgage is. I really can't afford this thing all at one time. So I'm going to buy it over the course of 30 years. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And now you're starting to see that even those people are like, yo, I can't even afford to pay on this for 30 years right now. To the point to where they're now talking about, 50 years 50 year mortgage what oh, that's, a, that's a great that's a great what? scam for them because it's a yeah. 50 year mortgage bro they're they're now playing with 40 and 50 year mortgages right now that's yeah that's crazy i guess so what so what happens money, when you, you die higher, so. yeah what happens if you get a 30 year uh 40 year mortgage when you're 40 and you die at 75 you ain't getting one <laughs> it goes to the bank <laughs> Oh, oh you are getting one. Oh, yeah, that's true. We you win. You we win. win. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. This that's, is a, a, that's a great plan. This is a sick system. It's a yeah. sick game. Right. Now, to my knowledge, is very, I mean, 
the Chinese do 99 year mortgages. Really? It's 99 year leases or 99 year mortgages. But either one, one or the other to the word, they can't really own real estate. That's why they come to America to buy real estate. Because that's the only thing. Uh, if you believe in, in investing and, and trying to beat inflation, then you're trying to look for that yield anywhere and everywhere. And you're not finding it in the ghost towns of China. Right. So then they're just coming to America. Um, there's videos of buses, buses, OK, of Chinese not even investors, agents walking around parts of Northern California, just buying everything that they can see in sight. Mm. And it's stupid because it puts us at a significant disadvantage. One, it raises the rates for everyone else on this pie right here. And that's also listening. But then it also, you know, it, what it does to these, these environments or the, the community, right? It's outpricing the local teachers now can't live in these areas which they grew up in right and so because they can't own real estate there and th that's what's going to turn into it for us bro i really believe that with like 30 and 40 I mean, not 30 but 40 and 50 year mortgages speaking of uh mortgages um and and leases and such did you guys hear about uh people now financing nfts oh shit <laughs> I did a whole episode on um, um, what do you mean, like uh, borrowing against their NFT, using the NFT as collateral, right? No, no, no. I mean, like putting a down payment on an ape. Oh, that's <laughs> interesting. <Christ>. No, <laughs> I know about renting NFTs. Yeah. Oh, you can about... rent NFTs? Yeah, you can defy yeah. your NFT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can rent your NFT to go to like an event or something like that. Oh, um, wow. but that's interesting or i you know everyone pull, pulling their money on like a rally or something like that there's a, a black company called tribal where everyone is you know pulling their money to buy specific entities right but i haven't heard about um putting entities on layaway yeah exactly <laughs> Put, <laughs> putting entities on layaway is the new that's thing sad. that's sad um i can see i can but if the market moves so fast that right. like by the time you have the money, you know, you kind of, you might have missed the opportunity to sell, to jump out. That's what I, I was going to say. I think it will stabilize the market of anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I can see that. I think it's just an interesting practice. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I mean, it has to be, of course, only things that are blue chips. Right. Yeah. But imagine like you put some shit on layway and then Board Ape Yacht Club <clears throat> does get uh, screwed over because of their Nazi shit, like, or the market tanks in general, or that, yeah, something happens with the actual software. There's like a bunch of weird things into that. I think the getting yield off of your NFT is like one thing because you own it. But then if you're paying for something that you don't fully own and then something bad happens, or what if something good happens? Like, what if it, Goes up and yeah, you're just out of luck and you can't buy it now. You can't afford it. Well, no, I, would I would think that this in collateral, like it's in an escrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like it's a fixed price. Um, yeah, I would assume. Just, yeah, so. that's true. All this DeFi stuff, they just take the money away from you. That's true. Yeah. They just liquidate it for you. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was very interesting. That's very um, interesting. Yeah. Um, just license your ape uh, to Old Navy. That's a much better idea. <laughs> Is that what's going on? 
I'm looking at a t-shirt right now. This graphic tee is is totally classic and gender neutral too. Wearable and shareable for you and him and her. Or them. Or them. Yeah. Uh, and it's the Board Ape Yacht Club. It's a like, really ugly one. I know they're all ugly. And yeah. Licensed graphic tee. That's what they call it. Honor of Navy. Wow. I, I wanted to mention um, uh, you you kind of mentioned entities like right now with the state that they're in and, you know, what what's even going on in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Coolman's just had like a launch um, of a derivative project. And then um, Solana is kind of like doing a lot of volume right now. I was going to ask you, what? how do you feel about Solana? Just in general as a chain? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I have no. I'm more of a. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a no. Decentralized person, you know. Yeah. I'm. I'm all about power to the people, so it's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, although I've gone to a Solana Hacker House and it was great, and there was food and all you can eat and all you can drink, and it was a great time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but nah, what? What? I'm not really. That's not really what I'm about. Um, right. Yeah, but, good time off chain. Yes. Um, but, um, you know, the gods is like the big, their biggest project. Um, and you can get one right now for the low, low, um, saying, and, um, they're, they're moving, they're moving right now. So, um, you know, if you're someone that likes to check the volume and see what's, what's still moving at this point in time, um, you know, check out Magic Eden. That's where a lot of the most of the Solana entities are. If you're into that type of thing, right? Yeah. Um, before Magic we wrap, before we wrap, does anybody have any good memes, memeage from the last week? Uh, I think those nine point one things just killed it for me <laughs> this week. I just, yeah. I, I was like, ah, I'm over it. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um. Yeah, that, those are those are. I'm some. just happy that these numbers are, are even get like you know like I to me it's amazing that that uh, that this is even common talking points, right among mm-hmm. people who are now not financial professionals or talking heads on CNBC. Like we're actually discussing the CPI. That's cool to me, right? Yeah. Because ultimately, like we have to understand that that's even not the real number which now is now the conversation second that people are having. Yeah. What's the real CPI? And so, man, like this is, we need to know how much uh, our currency is being devalued on an annual basis. So, man, I, my hat goes off to you guys. It's pretty amazing to watch young people post about it, even if it is a meme, which is how we communicate these days anyways. Watching yeah. them post about this stuff on Instagram, specifically, like Twitter is understandable, but... Uh, it's uh yeah it's pretty cool like yeah i see kids much younger than me or you know in their 20s early 20s i was never thinking about any of this stuff 10 years ago yeah i would say the the i mean it's not the greatest meme but um i don't know if you guys see like the one with the two arms together and they're like um grabbing hands and then one one of the arms it says elon buying twitter the other arm it says Elon fixing LA traffic by digging a tunnel, and where the, where the hands meet together it says a lie. Yeah, Look, y'all Thanks. love Elon. <laughs> yeah, shout out to his new baby brother. <laughs> right. Oh man, Errol Musk. Man, what a guy. 
Some good genes in there or something. Uh, yeah, he's on they his Woody this, They drink a lot of sea moss in that family. He's on his Woody Allen <laughs> bullshit, grooming his stepdaughter. That's a, that's for another podcast. Um, but I oh, do act stepdaughter. What? Yeah, yeah. You didn't see that, bro. That was the main part of the story. Yeah, <laughs> Elon's dad fucking had a kid with his stepdaughter that he's been taking I mean, care of. Nah, he's been taking care of. It was a step. He's been taking care of her since she was four years old. That is fucking, uh, fucking hey, disgusting. Fucking. I'm up. All right. No, no. I take care of everything. I'm up. <laughs> no, you can't see it because I have a finger. Yeah, you have that blood. I mean, I, I sent it to Chris. Okay, Chris, you, Chris, you got to send it to us. But I love, I love this one. Uh, when you outside and you smell that za. <laughs> oh, that was, okay. That was a good one. Okay, that was fun. Yeah. That one was fun. Thank God. I will be prepared this. next time. I didn't know y'all did. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, usually try to, we usually try to end the episode with some good meme That's a good one. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Block it's, this, it's a Spider-Man meme with uh, 3AC, Block 5, Terra, Voyager, <laughs> yeah, Compass all pointing at each other. Terra. That's, that's pretty good. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to wrap this episode up. I appreciate everybody for coming out this Thursday. Um, yeah, we're going to try to have Crypto Bay J on more frequently. We love having her on the show. She's very knowledgeable and yes, hilarious. Um, so we might have to change our name. <laughs> I mean, crypto, you know, bros is gender neutral, you know, just, hey, just nah, like niggas. There's. <laughs> I'm sure there. I'm sure there is, but I, I'm the one who has the trademark on the name, so uh, they gonna have to see me in the <laughs> good old court of We law. are the whoa. <laughs> we are. Oh, you yeah. just strong arm me. Yeah. No, no. What's the uh, crypto? Those? No, crypto niggas, because like, niggas is oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gender neutral. I, I Great! This is exactly I, what they said. We walk into the conventions already. Great! Yeah. Awesome. Exactly. Oh, there go them crypto yeah. niggas. You gotta bring it back. Hey, Ain't nobody really? gonna take that. Ain't nobody yeah. gonna take that. Um, so yeah. So for the crypto. <laughs> so for the crypto niggas, <laughs> I'm Jason Madison. Uh, for Mike Epps, I mean not Mike Epps, Chris. Epps, I wish Mike, <laughs> Mike McGoy <laughs> and Crypto Bay J. We out of here. We see y'all next week. Peace.